you are listening to TKO on CFI Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What's good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about noble fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game, and where they are now. So what's happening, everybody? What's good? As always, I'm just so happy to be here today. I mean, we had a phenomenal um, weekend in terms of um, all the MMA fights that happened over this weekend. We had, um, I mean, they weren't that great, but they were pretty interesting. So the the fight between Lyoto Machida and um, Derek Brunson, that was a pretty... At first, I was just really, really pumped up for this fight. But after Lyoto Machida lost that fight, I was just really sad. But, I mean, I was super, super happy for um, Derek Brunson because he was able to defeat the legendary Lyoto Machida in his home country. And, um, you know, even though everybody was booing him and everything, he still came on top and he still proved to everybody why he deserves to be a top contender in the UFC middleweight division. So that was a pretty, overall, that entire card was pretty interesting. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it had it had its um, sad moments, but it was also pretty exciting. And um, yeah, it was it was such a great card to watch. And uh, yo, not only that, I'm super, super excited today and hella pumped up because we have the best fight card coming up this upcoming weekend the best mma fight card of all time y'all i mean especially for the main card of this uh, fight card of course i'm talking about ufc 270 first of all which is going to be headlined by a fight between george st pierre george st pierre is coming back y'all and he's going to be fighting michael bisping and that's just the main event and let me tell you this the entire main card of this entire fight card is going to be lined up with so many great fights, so many talented fighters, the best fighters at the moment in the UFC. They're going to be fighting on that UFC 217 card. And I would definitely, definitely recommend that all of you guys uh, watch this card because we have so many important fights coming up. And I bet, I bet they're going to be super, super interesting to watch as well. So, of course, we're going to be breaking down, we're going to be thoroughly breaking down uh, the fights that are going to be happening on the main card of UFC 217. One by one, we're going to be breaking them down in so much detail. So, uh, please do not miss this exclusive, this all exclusive breakdown of all the fights that are going to be happening on the UFC 217 card. Also, we're going to be briefly talking about a boxing fight that is also coming up this um, upcoming weekend on Saturday night. It's actually running at the same time that UFC 217 is running. But again, I would definitely recommend that you also watch this one because this one, whoever wins this uh, boxing fight, is going to have some huge um, consequences, okay? Um, pretty, pretty important um, next steps in terms of who wins this um, upcoming um, boxing fight. And with that, I'm going to get started. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. So 
coming back to this boxing fight that I was just talking about. So it's going to be a fight between Deontay Wilder, the current heavyweight champion for WBC in boxing, of course. And he's fighting Bermain Stevern, okay? And um, this fight is going to be pretty, pretty exciting to watch because... Whoever, okay, first of all, let me give you some brief background of who Deontay Wilder is. So, Deontay Wilder, uh, of course, he's a WBC heavyweight champion. But who else holds all the other heavyweight belts in boxing? Of course, it is Anthony Joshua, who just fought this past weekend against um, uh, Carlos Takam. And... Uh, it was a it was a phenomenal fight. Um, it was a tough fight actually for for Anthony Joshua because he broke his nose in the midst of this um, fight. But overall, he was so much more dominating than Carlos Takam, and it's just so obvious that uh, Anthony Joshua has to fight um, Deontay Wilder. Um, next because I mean what's so much better than uh, just unifying all the belts together and um, just having one unified one undisputed heavyweight champion of the world what else is better than this man I mean why not just go back to how things used to be back in the day when when Tyson was around and when Muhammad Ali rest in peace was around we we used to have so many I mean we used to uh, really romanticize this idea of um, uh, having an undisputed champion, especially when it comes to heavyweight. It's just uh, whoever is the undisputed heavyweight champion in boxing, man, you're the baddest man on planet Earth. And I just don't understand why up until now we haven't had a, un a, a um, championship unification in boxing. I mean, uh, yes, Deontay Wilder is the WBC champion and Anthony Joshua is the WBA, WBO, IBF, IBO champion. So why not just mash these guys up against each other and just let them fight, man? It's going to be a battle of titans in it's going to be one of the best boxing fights that we've seen in the modern era. I mean, uh, considering the early 2000s forward, you know, not considering the the fight the fights in the 90s or you know, all the Mike Tyson uh, fights, just considering um all the fights that have been happening from the early 2000s forward, this fight if if it actually does happen, it's going to be one of the best boxing fights that we've ever seen in the entire um, modern era of boxing. I mean, it won't even compare to all the fights that we've talked about so far, especially on TKO. It, it won't even compare to uh, the fight between Gennady Golovkin and Canelo. And, uh, you know, uh, even the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. Come on, man. Those fights are nothing compared comparing to this title unification fight between Deontay Wilder and Anthony A.J. Joshua. If this fight does happen, of course, we're going to be breaking it down on TKO. It's going to be the fight of the century. And um, yeah, man. So uh, first of all, the first thing that will contribute to this fight between AJ and uh, Deontay Wilder, the fight actually happening, it will be a win for Deontay Wilder this upcoming weekend against Bermain um, Stevern. And, um, you know, I'm just super, super excited to see what's going to happen and with what game plan does um, Deontay Wilder come into the into the ring and what he's really going to do and whether or not Bermain um, Stevern is actually going to shock the world and defeat 
um, uh, Deontay Wilder. And in that case, what's going to happen in terms of um, title unifications for uh, for boxing? So that's going to be pretty interesting. And again, guys, please do catch up with this fight. I know it's running at the same time that UFC 217 is going to be running. But please, please just switch back and forth if you can. And please just give this fight a watch because it's super, super important in terms of um, What's next? You know, some of the historic things that we're, that we're about to witness in boxing. You know, some great things are actually coming up in boxing. Okay, man. So there you have that. That's the boxing fight that I really want to talk about today. But from now on, we're just going to switch into MMA mode and especially UFC 217 mode. So again, I'm just super excited. And uh, yeah, man, why are we just here not talking about it already? Because we have so many things to talk about. Okay. And you guys already know how much I talk, how much I love to talk, especially when it comes to fights. So yeah, we better get started, man, because... You never really know. We might just run out of time. Anyway, without further ado, here are the fights that are going to be happening on the main card of UFC 217. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the first fight on the main card of UFC 217 is supposed to be a fight between Johnny Hendricks, the former welterweight champion of the UFC, and Paolo Bahachina. Excuse me. I totally butchered his last name. I'm so sorry. I'm going to try this again. Paulo Bohachinha. Okay. And obviously, Paulo, he, okay, I'm just going to start calling him Paulo. Paulo is from Brazil, and man, he is, ooh, especially for the uh, recent, fi- recent fights that he's had so far, man, he's, he is one tough lad to watch out for. He is currently undefeated, and he's at his prime right now. And um, he's, o- he's only had 10 wins on his professional career, on his professional MMA um, record. And he hasn't had any losses or any draws. So, you know, Johnny Hendricks really, really needs to watch out for this guy because he is one deadly and um, one deadly and talented and powerful and everything you can possibly ask for in a young and um, up-and-coming um, talented MMA fighter, okay? So Paulo, 90% of the time, 90, 90% of all the professional fights that he's had so far, he has won them through finishes and especially through knockouts and TKOs. So that's how dangerous Paulo Bohachinha is. And um, the remaining um, percentage, he's won them through submission. But he's um, really, really dangerous when he comes to striking. And um, in this case, okay, I'm just going to tell you how I feel. This is a very, very bad matchup for Johnny Hendricks. Especially because Johnny Hendricks has um, aged <laughs> in the past few years. And yes, I did tell you that he used to be the welterweight champion of the UFC However, that was that was a few years ago, and especially in the game of MMA, by the time you get to age and um, just don't have a lot of successes in your, especially in your recent fights, there's a really low chance that you're going to be successful in your in your upcoming fights, and the higher the chance will be for you to just consider considering um, retirement. And I'm really sorry to say this, but I feel like Johnny Hendricks just. This is a bad matchup for Johnny Hendricks, and he really needs to consider retirement, especially for his um, past few fights. He has been having so much trouble trying to make weight, 
And also, he, he, like he has lost his tough chin, his, the toughness of his chin, and he easily gets knocked out, and he easily gets gassed out. And man, just like I said, I, I really don't like this matchup for Johnny Hendricks. But overall, I mean, there's probably a reason why this guy used to be the champion. He uh, his big right hand is something that really distinguishes him from other fighters. But that's pretty much it, okay? So in, in terms of striking, if he ten, if he keeps up the volume, then that's not really good for him because his cardio isn't that good, so he's going to get gassed out. But if he, if he really tries to go for that finish with that big right hand, then Johnny Hendricks might actually have a chance against Paolo Bohachinia. And, um, you know, you never really know. The, MMM, the MMA math doesn't always work out. So even though I... I um, uh, said all these great things about Paulo Bahachinia, but um, you know Johnny Hendricks still might have a chance against him because of that big right hand that has um, brought him success um, in the in the fights that he's had over the past few years. So, just like I said, Johnny Hendricks really needs to um, consider using his big right hand, especially in the first few rounds, so that he he isn't gassed out and he has um, conserved the power and the strength in that big right hand, and he really needs to use it efficiently so that you know um, it, it's um, delivered accurately and um, he still conserves his energy if he, if that punch doesn't work out. So that's his biggest key of success in this fight. That's the biggest key of success for Johnny Hendricks in this fight. And for Paulo Bohachinia, man, he needs to uh, tire out Johnny Hendricks in, in order to win this fight through decision. Or he can just go for a finish by just being super, super explosive. And just, um, especially in the first few rounds, just come out there, guns blazing, and just go go for a finish, for a quick finish, for, for a knockout possibly. So, okay, guys, even though I did contemplate giving you predictions in the beginning of the show, but I don't, okay, guys, okay, fine. I'm, I'm going to give you predictions, and hopefully they actually turn out to be right. My gut tells me that Paulo Bohachinia is going to win this fight through a knockout, especially in the first few rounds, and I'm really, really sorry, Johnny Hendricks. I'm a huge fan. You're a talented guy. You're, you're a veteran of, of this sport. But I just feel like Paulo Bohachinia, he he's on the rise and um, he's at his prime right now. So I I um, I feel like he's gonna win this fight. Anyway, moving on, the next fight lined up for the main card of UFC 217 is oh this fight is gonna be phenomenal. We have Steven Wonderboy Thompson fighting Jorge Masvidal. Man, okay, so we have. <laughs> Okay, Steven Thompson, he has challenged the current champion at the welterweight division, Tyron Woodley. He's challenged him twice. And um, Steven Wonderboy Thompson, he's shown that he's one tough of a fella and he he's just so perseverant and he even though he might get super gassed out, but he doesn't he never gives up. Okay? That's the best thing about Steven Wonderboy Thompson. And not only that, I mean, I've already mentioned this on TKO before. Uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, he's a black belt in Taekwondo. And um, he's also really tall and he has super long legs. So whoever he fights, um, you know, he's going to have a huge um, chance of um, uh, knockouts against his opponents. Just using his kicks, his leg kicks, and just relying on his Taekwondo skills. So that's just one big um, asset that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson has. And then Jorge Masvidal, man, okay, he is one tough of a brawler. 
I mean, uh, the word brawler just basically describes him in every every way possible. He 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 doesn't give up either, and um, he's good in his wrestling and his striking, and he also has those big hands that will um, have the potential to knock out opponents. So this matchup is a very interesting matchup. And especially because even though I said Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is a, is a really tough guy, but in his in his past few fights, um, he's been super cautious with his opponents, and it's just super inter- interesting to see how he's gonna deal with Jorge Masvidal, this um, one tough beast of a fighter and um, this one tough brawler. So I'm just really curious to see what Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's gonna do. And of course, I know Jorge Masvidal is just gonna come out there like there's no tomorrow, and he's just gonna come out there and trying, you know, just from the very first second of the round, he's just gonna come out there and try to destroy, demolish Stephen War- uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So I'm just super super excited for this fight. So let's just talk about uh, what sort of um, assets each one of these guys have. So just like I said, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, his um, striking is on point, especially his leg kicks and his um, hand strikes. So his punches are also okay, but they're not as powerful as you might think. I mean, he's really good in terms of keeping up the volume, but in terms of power, not so powerful. So if he wants to win this fight or just, um, you know, get points for himself through punches then he will have to throw a lot of punches a high volume punches against Jorge Masvidal and um, also for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson his wrestling is average but okay one again another thing that distinguishes Stephen Wonderboy Thompson from everybody else is that because he's a tall guy and um, you know he has a really tall neck and so whenever his opponents try to actually go for a submission, say like a guillotine choke or a rear naked choke, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is able to endure so much and um, he's um, able to position his neck in a way so that he actually doesn't get choked out unconscious. So that's one big physical advantage of um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So it's really tough to actually submit him. Unless you go for something like something other than um, uh, targeting the neck. So if you go for, say, an arm bar or a knee bar, then you might have um, some some success in terms of submission. But again, there's no guarantee. So it's really tough when it comes to dealing with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So I would say for Jorge Masvidal to win this fight, he would just have to come out there and um, try to out- outstrike Stephen Wonderboy Thompson try to um, just tire him out by um, delivering so many powerful punches and uh, just go out there and um, in, in terms of points win this fight so maybe through decision win this fight and uh, for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson to win this fight he would have to he would have to finish Jorge Masvidal because just like I said Jorge Masvidal is really really tough and um, it's just so hard to deal with them. So again, that's why this fight is going to be so interesting because both guys are just so perseverant and you never really know what's going to happen in this fight. So for this fight, my prediction, this is really, really tough, but my gut just tells me that Jorge Masvidal is going to win this fight. And it might seem like um, Steven Wonderboy Thompson... um, 
is going to have some more advantage against Jorge Masvidal. But my gut at the moment is telling me that Jorge Masvidal is going to win this fight. And um, I don't know, man. I'm just feeling like a decision, a decision win for Jorge Masvidal. But I guess we never really know until you actually watch the fight. Anyway, so there you have that. Moving on to the third last fight of the evening. A championship fight for the women's straw weight belt. Yes, guys, the champ, you wanna the champ, you wanna young Jacek is gonna be defending her belt against the number four contender in the strawweight division, Rose the Thug Nama Yunus. She's gonna be fighting Rose Nama Yunus, and this fight is also gonna be pretty interesting because we all know that Yuana Young Jacek, she is she never gets tired. Like, ever. She never gets tired. And um, from the very first second of the first round to the very last second of the fifth round, because she's um, mostly fought for championship rounds, she her, the volume of the strikes that she throws never gets, um, never decreases. She keeps up the same power and strength and volume. And just like I said, she... She's like a robot, and I mean, I don't, I don't mean to say that in a bad way. That's actually a good thing because she doesn't get tired at all, and she just keeps on going, and she keeps on, you know, busting up her opponent's faces, and um, she's just really, really dangerous. She's such a dangerous fighter, and Rose Nama Yunus, I mean, there's a reason why her nickname is a thug. It's because she's a brawler. She never gives up either, and um, she just wants to go in there. She can, I mean, you never really know what she's going to do because she has everything, uh, all, all the skills built in her already. So she has the wrestling in her, the jiu-jitsu, the striking, the boxing. She has everything, and um, she's actually pretty creative when it comes to her uh, fighting style. So you can never really tell, oh, I know that Rose Nama Yunus is going to be wrestling this time, just purely wrestling, or, oh, I know that Rose Nama Yunus is just going to be kickboxing with her opponent today. No, you never really know what Rose Nama Yunus is going to do, and that's what makes her so special because she fights so smart, and um, she just keeps coming up with... Um, uh, the best thing at the moment, you know, she's just so um, um, innovative in terms of her fighting style, and you never really know. You can, she can go for a submission when you can, when you don't even expect a submission, or she can just go for a finish, or or really, really um, uh, rare karate uh, kick or something. She, you never really know what she's gonna do, but she has everything already built in her. So that's why this fight is also gonna be. One tough fight for both of these uh, fighters, even though Yoana Janjicic, she's shown that she's pretty much invincible um, and she's um, actually undefeated at the moment. So um, there's a lot on the line for Yoana Janjicic. So it's pretty interesting to see what's going to happen and if Rose Namajunas actually pulls something super, super strange out of her back pocket and how Yoana Janjicic is going to respond back. And, um, you know, that's going to be real testing to Yoana uh, and Jake Jake's um, fighting IQ, I think. So, okay, I feel like this fight is not going to be a type of uh, fight that has gonna, uh, that's going to have finishes in it. So I feel like this fight is going to go the full five rounds. And um, for Yoana to win this fight, she has to tire up Rose. 
for Rose to f- uh, win this fight, man, it's so tough to actually be uh, be the dominator against um, Yoana Young Jacek. But I feel like for Rose to win this fight against um, Yoana Young Jacek, she needs to take the fight to the ground. And um, yeah, because especially for the fights that Yoana has fought wrestlers, you know, pure wrestlers. She's shown um, some weaknesses, so because of that, I'm going to say that Rose Namajunas needs to take the fight to the ground if possible and try to scramble with um, Yoana Janjacek if possible. I mean, for, for, the, for most of the fight, try to scramble with her, not so much strike with Yoana Janjacek because she's just such... Good, such a good striker, and um, you know it's really hard to um, uh, just go with Joanna when it comes to striking because there's a really, really high chance that you're gonna be outstruck because uh, before you can actually outstrike uh, Joanna herself. So because of that, I'm gonna say it's super, super tough for both of these fighters to just fight this fight because it's a very, very good matchup. And my prediction, God. Oh my god, it's so hard. But uh, I just feel like Yoana's gonna win this one again and um it's probably gonna be through a decision. Okay. Okay, moving on, the co main event of the evening. Oh, things are even getting better, man. And we have a fight for the men's bantamweight championship belt on the line. And we have Cody Garbrandt, the current champion, Cody Nolov Garbrandt, fighting TJ Dillashaw. So TJ Dillashaw is the former bantamweight champion, and Cody just got the belt for himself. This is the first time that he's going to be defending it against anybody. And as you guys might recall, TJ and Cody were the coaches on The Ultimate Fighter, the show. And um, there's just so much feud between these two guys. They actually used to be teammates, but then some, some stuff went down, and now they hate each other and they're in different camps right now and so this fight is just really really emotional for both of these guys I feel like and um, because these two guys their styles are so similar to each other it's going to be a very very interesting fight to watch Cody Garbrandt he is super fast his punches his strikes are extremely fast and accurate and powerful at the same time and also, Cody Garbrandt, by the way, he is undefeated currently. And TJ Dillashaw, not only is he fast, he's powerful, uh, and he's also, he has a lot of endurance. He, his stamina is on point. And so, oh, this is going to be a very interesting fight because if there were no no time limits for the for the rounds or anything i feel like these guys could actually potentially fight each other for until the next morning or something because that's just how athletic how talented and how powerful of um, mma fighters these guys are so i feel like i already said all the things that each one has all the all the assets that each one has so I mean, both guys, they have everything that is required for an MMA fighter to have wrestling, the jiu-jitsu, and the striking. They have it all. They both have it all. And it all comes down to with what mindset each guy actually comes into the octagon and just what is actually going to happen. And um, just like I said, uh, because these two guys are so good, again, you never really know with what game plan they're going to come into the octagon with especially Cody Garbrandt. 
I mean, he's a very young guy, but he's just super talented. And, and um, his fighting IQ, it's it's like something we've never seen before in the in the entire um, game of MMA. And TJ Dillashaw, too, because he's just so tough and he, he's so perseverant. It's, it's going to be a very, very interesting fight to watch this one. And so as a prediction, okay, oh, man, I'm going to give this one to Cody Garbrandt through a majority decision. Okay, so moving on to the main event of the evening. Ooh, so the return of George St. Pierre, and he's fighting Michael Bisping, the current middleweight champion of the UFC. Okay, quickly breaking down this fight. So George hasn't fought in four years, and Michael Bisping hasn't fought in a year or so. But he at least he's he's been able to defend his belt for a few times, and he's been successful. Obviously, uh, George St. Pierre isn't a natural middleweight, so it's pretty interesting to see how he's gonna adapt to uh, to the weight and how he's gonna uh, manage his energy. So for this fight, I would say for George St. Pierre to win, he would have to try to. Um, finish the fight if possible and for Michael Bisping I feel like uh, George St. Pierre might have some um, ring rust in him meaning that he because he's not he hasn't fought in a few years he's gonna get tired and whatnot and um, after a few minutes so for Michael Bisping to win this fight he needs to outbox George St. Pierre and try to basically tire him out and try to surprise him with um uh, innovative things and ooh, this fight is going to be super super interesting I would definitely recommend everybody everybody to watch this fight and I really don't know who's going to win this fight <sighs> I mean I'm a huge fan of George but <sighs> I just feel like if the fight does go to decision then Michael Bisping is going to win this fight and if there's a finish at all it's going to be George St. Pierre's finish it's going to be GSP finishing Michael Bisping Oh, man, I'm just super, super pumped up for this fight, for this entire main card. And just like I said, guys, make sure that you catch up with both boxing and UFC 217 because we have a lot of interesting things coming up. And I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.